am Maisie Lodd. Welcome to the marvelous Mrs. Macy. I have never seen any of the Marvel movies. Uh, and I'm Tim Bridge, and I've seen all of the Marvel movies at more than once, embarrassingly enough. So last week we talked about Iron Man, and our final thoughts were charming, misogynistic, entertaining, not the most... Uh, not like a James Cameron-esque plot. It wasn't the best plot I had ever seen, no, it was but it pretty, was entertaining. Simple. Yeah. It was a simple, it was a good start. When we yeah. get deep into this and the plots start getting, you know, real tangled, you're going to crave for a day where it was just like this misogynist billionaire built a suit. Great. I, <laughs> I look forward to that. That wouldn't be the first time that I've looked forward to something like that. Uh, oh yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> this week, we're going to be talking The Incredible Hulk, uh, 2008. It is the second film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And in a lot of ways, this does feel pretty removed, I think, in the lexicon of it, especially considering this is the last time that we will see Edward Norton. This is the last time that we'll see Liv Tyler uh like the two main thrust leads of this movie we will never see again and we are to believe that it's the same character in future movies except now it's mark ruffalo and we love to see it and we love to see it yeah this movie i think right off the bat before we even get into it def different feelings across the board going into it starting pretty much with the fact that it's not on disney plus it's very no. much like like the uh the black sheep of the family kind of there is a it is a very complicated uh rights distribution rights based history with the hulk intellectual property where i think that it's the case that they cannot make a hulk movie like moving forward they can't make a move they can have a movie where the hulk's in it but they can't make a Hulk movie. Like this is the only Hulk movie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. The other movies are just have the Hulk in it. Oh, also there's a 2003 Eric Bana Hulk. Yes. Yes. Neither of these are on Disney Plus. I didn't no. know which one to watch. I kind of made the the guess to watch the obviously the um Tim Horton, not Tim Horton. Tim Edward Horton, Norton one. The, the Tim Horton version. <laughs> the Tim Horton Hulk. Um but yeah, okay. So yes. Not Great. the Eric Bana 2003, no. but the 2008 classic that's not on Disney Plus, <laughs> The Incredible Hulk. It is, yeah, the, like, I promise the plots will be confusing moving forward, but the, it, it'll all, this is the last time you'll have to rent something from Amazon.com. Um, cool. So I guess to start off, Maisie, what, what did you know about the Hulk before seeing this? What, did, what were your preconceptions did you have any predictions for what we would see in this movie yeah i uh i had i remembered seeing a commercial or preview for uh hulk looking in the mirror and getting all like strong and then i remembered that that might have been uh actually smallville on abc <laughs> family so i don't believe that that maybe was the same preview but i expected kind of this guy who when he gets angry or feels like he's being threatened he turns into a not jolly green giant uh yeah. but a mad jolly green giant and um sure. following our normal you know superhero movies falls in love has to avenge something that's really all i knew that's really all i thought i mean it's um, not it ain't that deep it really right. is pretty you nailed it it's a guy who gets mad and gets big and green and can't control himself. Or can he? We'll talk about it, I'm sure. Uh, but before we launch into the Hulk and all his green glory, uh, it's time for our uh, a recurring segment, which we will for sure be doing every week. Maisie's Marvel Questions of the Week. So Maisie, do you have any generalized questions about Marvel? Yes. Where does Spider-Man fall on this spectrum so it's actually funny that you bring that up during the hulk episode because spider-man was owned and still is partially owned by sony by uh, sony pictures and at the time that this movie was being made 
Um, and around the time that the Avengers movie was being made, the Andrew Garfield had a couple Spider-Man movies out that were not a part of this universe. But later in the franchise, Sony struck a deal with Marvel to let Spider-Man into these movies. So he's, he's I want to say, a dozen movies away. But okay. uh, but he is he will be involved in this. Because the episode. opening credits of the Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire and the opening credits credits for the Incredible Hulk are strikingly similar. Yeah, the like very montage heavy, very yes. sort of it's I think it's a relic of the era more than anything. Uh, yeah, like the binary it, typeface. Oh, my God. You know, just like yeah. the science will show flashes of stuff, you know. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see Spider-Man soon and uh, hopefully, and I can guarantee that this sort of manic, heavy cutting Dutch angle shit is rescinding, rescinds as we move forward into- But it's so fierce though. It is, it is, it's aggressive. It's like, ooh, they don't make them like this anymore. And am I mad about it? No. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay, so I have two, two questions. One, is the Jeopardy question that we saw uh, yes. on, well, I saw and sent a picture to Tim. There's a Jeopardy question this week that was, uh, some cried foul when this Marvel comic book hero flew away in 1979, comma, but he would return. And the answer to this, I screamed out loud, Hawk Boy, which is neither a, a real thing. It's Hawkman, <laughs> Hawk, Hawkeye, but also Hawk, not Hawk the Man. answer. <laughs> Hawkman, Hawk. The answer is someone called Howard the Duck. Yes. Is what Tim mentioned. And and in my mind, I'm like, there is a superhero. Okay, so we have Ant-Man. We have mm-hmm. Howard the Duck. Mm-hmm. And in my head, Howard the Duck is Scrooge McDuck from the Donald Duck Christmas movies. Uh, design I, wait, is not Who the off. hell is Howard the Duck? Howard the Duck is... Uh, there was a movie that came out. It's, it's, it's often considered on like all of the worst movies of all times list. Uh, they did an adaptation of the comic book series, Howard the Duck in the eighties with uh, Leah, Th- I think Leah Thompson was in that. Uh, but yeah, it was a piece of shit movie. It's just a weird character. It's one of those like fringe, you know, 1960s, 1970s, like just fuck it. I have an idea. <laughs> like, Let's, what if there's a duck in space and he like solves crimes and shit? We got ducky boy. We got yeah. quack quack. Motherfucker. We got quack, that's we got the, quack, uh... quack quack. Quack quack is in, is the DC character. Um. Oh, okay. <laughs> so that's like the tagline is a nice little like quack quack buddy. Quack quack buddy. It's yeah, like honestly he does kind of have like that hey New York uh, kind of accent. Um, okay, wow. Now I'm actually kind of a little bit more sold on Howard the Duck knowing <laughs> that he's like. Hey, buddy. You come around here often, pal. Yeah, he's like banging women. It's like a disgusting film. Um, Oh, great. But uh, you will see Howard the Duck. He makes a couple cameo appearances in some of the more later, more cosmic uh, Marvel films when we go into space and shit. Okay, my last, my last, I was kind of two questions. No, one of them is a statement. So let me just say this about (laughs) in our, in our little segment of uh, Maisie's Marvel Questions of the Week. Uh, something I learned from this movie is that Stan Lee and Hugh Hefner are not the same person. Yes, I did. I wanted to bring this up uh, because we didn't get to talk about it in the first episode. But Stan Lee, uh, Hugh Hefner, the, the, there's a joke in the, the Iron Man movie where Tony Stark walks up to a man in a, you know, in a red robe and he says, looking great, Hef. And the person turns around and it is not Hugh Hefner. It is Stan Lee. Oh. And, yeah. So that was Stan Lee. Yeah. So okay, Stan Lee I totally... is created most of these characters. Like a okay. lot of these characters were Stanley and Jack Kirby in the 1960s. Okay, okay. Like going nuts and, and making every iconic Marvel I, character. I forgot. I didn't think twice about the Iron Man thing. Yeah. Um, because I saw the Stan Lee guy in uh, Stan Lee, not the Stan yeah. Lee guy in uh, The Incredible Hulk. And I was like, is that Hugh Hefner? Are those the same people? There was a show, you know, <laughs> The Girls Next Door on E! growing up. Um, not the same person. Okay, so that was no. my statement of the week. And my final question in uh, Maisie's Marvel Questions of the Week is, in one sentence, what is the difference between the Avengers, the Guardians of the Galaxy, and the Fab Four? 
No, that's the Beatles. The Fantastic Four. The Fab Four. Uh, well, the Fab Four is a, is a nickname for a, a, a musical group. Four, <laughs> four dudes from <laughs> Liverpool. From Liverpool. Um, but uh, yeah, the Avengers are Earth's mightiest heroes. Uh, in the comics, it was you know all the super powered people from Earth getting together, making super team. In the movies, it's the same. Uh, but the Guardians of the Galaxy are a separate group, like a team. They're they're like a space. They're like space Avengers, the space Avengers. Okay. Uh, but we'll meet them in their movie, and they do crossover in a okay. future Avengers movie. So they become Avengers. I don't know. Avengers as a term is kind of uh, nondescript, and you'll you'll see that when we okay. get. Okay, and then the Fantastic Four. And the Fantastic Four are. They're they're another different separate group, but they're oh, oh, they were okay. they were Marvel's they they call it Marvel's first family because they were the first sort of group that was created okay. uh, in the comics. But yeah, they actually just recently they again this is the rights episode where we talk about the legal rights to superhero things. But they were owned by 20th Century 20th Century Fox along with the X Men, so they were never in the MCU. But it was recently announced that there is a Fantastic Four movie being made cool. right now, uh, and it will be in the MCU, and that'll be they, like two two years from now. The Fantastic. They don't Four. pay us. They don't pay us to say that, by the way. They don't pay us to say anything. They they we pay them. They could yeah we pay them. We're like, can we please talk about Marvel? <laughs> no one else is. Um, cool. Uh, so if if that's yeah. all you got for questions, I will say get. Get ready for Stanley. Get used to Stanley. He makes okay. a cameo appearance in every single one of these movies. Okay. Every single one, um, except the most recent one because he passed away. Um, oh, bummer. Bummer. Happens yeah. to the best of us. Happens. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, so we're gonna go through the plot. I'm gonna be reading off of Wikipedia, and then we're just gonna kind of interject and talk about the film along the way. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, 2008, The Incredible Hulk. Uh, at Culver University of Virginia, General Thaddeus Thunderbolt Ross. What a my name. My drag name. My drag Your name. Your drag name. <laughs> Thaddeus Thunderbolt Ross meets with Doc. This is what I'm talking about, this first paragraph. Meets with Dr. Bruce Banner, the colleague and boyfriend of his daughter, Betty, regarding an experiment that Ross claims is meant to make humans immune to gamma radiation. The experiment part of a World War II era super soldier program that Ross hopes to recreate fails and the exposure to gamma radiation causes Banner to transform into the Hulk for brief, brief periods of time whenever his heart rate rises above 200 beats per minute. The Hulk destroys the lab and surrounding area, killing several people inside and injuring the general and Betty and others outside. Banner becomes a fugitive from the US military and Ross who wants to weaponize the Hulk. So none of that, that none, that is all told in a montage. Yes. All of that is in a montage. And then you learn those like specific, like World War II era super soldier program. You learn that later in the movie as it goes along. So it's It establishes, it establishes what we're looking at. Uh, gives us a glimpse into our cast, who we're going to be following. We've got Mike Myers as the Hulk, Eddie Murphy as Donkey, Cameron Diaz as Princess Fiona, and John Lithgow as Lord Farquhar. No, okay, so we've got uh, Ed Norton and Liv Tyler, Ty Burrell, uh, Dr. Pendanski from Holes. Yep. Uh, yep. Or Buster Scruggs. <laughs> yeah, so so they're establishing this like science thing gone wrong. Yeah. And I am all of a sudden thinking of Spider-Man and uh, the whole, I'm somewhat of a scientist myself. Um, I actually, this is funny. I had to, uh, leave the movie theater when I saw Willem Dafoe get transformed into the Green Goblin because I thought it was too scary. It was, it was a very scary scene. It was, it, yeah, it was rough. Creepy shit. Those, those Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies have some, like, there's a scene in the second one where Dr. Octopus is, like, asleep on a medical table and all the arms just kill all the doctors. It's horrifying. Oh, yeah. Right. You don't have to um, worry okay. about that. And then also in the opening credits, there's a reference to Stark Industries. So there's like yes. a very brief Iron Man moment in there 
which we don't really end up uh, hearing more about until like two thirds of the way through the movie. Also, two thirds yeah. of the way through the movie, Liv Tyler doesn't say anything until the last third. She doesn't speak. She's like, yeah. it, like in terms of there, the sexism in this movie is far less blatant than the first one. It's not Tony Stark like slapping asses and saying, "I want to fuck you." It's more like you know, the woman just doesn't talk and just yeah, is and like, pretty, and he stares at her. I a have lot some of this things. Movie. I have some things to say about. Liv Tyler's character in this, but proceed. Okay, uh, five years later, uh, Banner is working at a bottling factory in uh, Rochina, Rochina, oh God, Rochina, Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, uh, where while searching for a cure for his condition on the internet, he anonymously collaborates with a colleague known only as Mr. Blue. He's learning yoga techniques to help control uh, keep control and has not uh, transformed in five months. Uh, they get a little ticker on the screen, like days since incident. Um, after Banner cuts his finger, a drop of his blood falls into a bottle, which is eventually ingested by an elderly consumer played by Stan Lee in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, giving, giving him gamma sickness. Using the bottle to track down Banner, Ross sends a special sports team, uh, forces team, sports team. <laughs> it's like, this is the Harlem Globetrotters coming in. <laughs> versus the Hulk. Yo, yeah, yeah it, that might be an animated movie. Um, led by Emil Blonsky uh, to capture him. Now, Emil okay. Blonsky is played by Tim Roth, uh, Pulp Fiction. Oh. Um, uh, yeah, uh, he... What do you think about him? What you? What you? What was your? Okay, first of all, he's one of those people who like always looks scary. He's a scary looking man. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and but an just to, face. but just to translate what Tim just said to the to the folks listening at all home who also have not seen any of the Marvel movies. <laughs> Basically, Ed Norton is working at a Mountain Dew factory that doesn't meet any OSHA standards at it's all. Absolutely, just like glowing green soda. Yeah, and uh, yeah, he hurts his hand. Blood gets into a bottle. Stan Lee freaks out. Huey Hefts as Stan Lee. Um, <laughs> and then there's also like this little scene with uh, some random little baby love interest that establishes that you wouldn't like to see Eddie Norton when he's angry. He literally says, you wouldn't like me when I'm angry. And I was like, yeah, Ugh. that's like, a but that's a famous Hulk line. They, they, they do a little joke on it. Like the there's a Hulk line, you're not gonna like me when I'm angry. And that's been said in like all the like the old Hulk TV show and all the Hulk comics. So they do a they do a fun little thing in this one where he doesn't speak Portuguese very well and see he says, You're not gonna like me when I'm hungry. Uh, that's not the right word, but it does he does get a scene where he saves a woman from being harassed. Um, <laughs> I really, because I mean, that's what thankfully, a good man does. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, okay, so he then also, uh, he has this lovely little organic chemistry kind of Rube Goldberg contraption at his house in Brazil. Is it Brazil? Yeah. Yeah, it was Where so, he... it's very funny to see hit, uh, just a montage of him, you know, do, pulling liquids from things that are smoking and just yeah, like very a little, nonsense. Like, <laughs> like a little bow tie, Bill Nye the <laughs> science guy, like weird science playing in the background kind of thing. Um, and he's like sending his serums to uh, Dr. Pendanski from yeah. Holmes. <laughs> Tim Blake Nelson, uh. big fan. Um, yeah, so I, I honestly, I think it may be a little early for this, but I, I, I do have a question. So it's time for our, one of my favorite segments on the show, Is This Medically Possible? <laughs> As, as, as I'm sure you know, Maisie is currently studying to uh, medicine to be a doctor in, in such a, or, you know, what, whatever you want to do with it. Um, uh, so me with my knowledge on the Marvel Universe uh, and she with her knowledge on something that matters. So I have a question. Obviously, what, okay, just right off the bat, radiation poisoning and specifically gamma radiation poisoning what what is the deal with it is there like what obviously it doesn't turn you into a big green monster i assume it just deteriorates your cells until you die or something like that like yeah, most radiation you, okay poisoning? so when you think of radiation poisoning you might think of like uh like the chernobyl meltdown right yes. so so things like gamma rays and uh 
like x-rays, when you're exposed to that in massive amounts, you can get, it basically damages your DNA. Um, And if, if there's like a, you know, it's one thing to damage the the DNA of of one cell, but if it continuously, if there's like a lot of damage to a cluster of DNA, you can get some pretty, pretty rough, um, like, uh, mutations, basically. Um, Mm. that's why you gotta wear sunscreen. Um, so I guess that's the, the, that's, that's, that's their jumping, that's their magical, uh, sort of comic book jumping off point is they hear the word mutation and they're like, oh, that doesn't just mean like, something something weird and bad in your arm it just it means that you are going to hulk out rage right. out giant it is monster. a yeah is what they call a uh, gain of function mutation there you go. um whereas you know the survivors of chernobyl would af- unfortunately have like an acute radiation poisoning leaving them with you know horrible nausea or or these like horrible burns on their skin which is actually like ends up being really rough with you know if there's bacteria around because then you have just straight up no protection uh for the inside of your body and this and that so right i mean similar things can be seen if you go under uh radiation for chemotherapy uh it's it's basically these uh these rays of 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 wave-like particles or however you want to describe your uh radioactive decay that that penetrate your body so so you know however you want to describe (laughs) however you want to describe the most painful thing you can probably go through um (laughs) you have a a gain of function mutation with mr hulk here where he turns into uh a strong man a strong green man uh and yeah, I mean, the whole thing about it, he's wearing a, a heart rate monitor throughout this whole thing. He can't get his heart rate above 200, which is pretty high. I wore my I wore a smartwatch when I went for a workout the other day and it was it got up to like maybe 186. But it's pretty tough okay. to get above 200. I think, it, you know, it probably does happen. Um, OK, but let me ask you this. While you were on that run, did you see someone you love get tackled by a soldier? Because that would make me, that would make, <laughs> that I would make me turn into the Hulk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, also, but they also, uh, they also talk about like the amygdala in your brain, which is like mm-hmm. your fear response center, kind of where you, uh, I don't want to say store memories, but like it's associated with being uh, bad memories and fear. So I was like, okay, so there's some, some part of this that checks out. But other than that, you're not going to get a, a gain of function patient yeah. that allows you to, I mean, purely for the uh, conservation of mass law, I don't think that this could happen. <laughs> no, okay. So what you're saying is the Hulk is not a possible person. I hate to break it to you. <laughs> I know it's a one, rough one for you. But like genuine, generally the the sciency kind of talk in this wasn't completely unfounded or like bullshit. They they there is some basis in something here. Like, yeah, gamma gamma rays can cause uh, or or you know, radioactive decay particles can cause some pretty rough side effects on on people and things. I mean, like yeah. Uh, I guess my my more specific question is if someone is really suffering from radiation poisoning and a single drop of their blood gets in a soda bottle, would that be enough to kill an old man? You know, anything's possible, but okay. I really don't think so. <laughs> okay. I, yeah, that's going to be a no from, from Doc Mays. Again, okay. I do not have any credentials. <laughs> also, I just got, I'm going to say this really quickly. Sure. So when you think about something like Chernobyl or really like any kind of place where there's been high concentrations of radioactive decay, they put Chernobyl like into a straight up like concrete sarcophagus or something. All the wild animals that were around there, Mm -hmm. there did so much, probably not enough to like contain all of that that was happening, right? So when you ingest something, however... The, one of the first steps on uh, the digestive tract when you're when you uh, beyond when you've swallowed something is that uh, whatever you digested has gone into your stomach, which has a really low pH. A lot of hydrochloric acid is in there for a couple different reasons. We're denaturing proteins. We're making things easier to digest. 
So when you think about like a small little speck of blood that's contaminated, I think it'd be have to, it'd have to be like a really like a lot. You would need a lot to cause it. You'd need anything. a lot of blood. It wouldn't just yeah. be a single drop of Bruce Banner's blood. Uh, right. With his gamma sickness. Also, um, uh, Bruce Banner is the name of a marijuana strain that I know nothing about, mom and dad, but um, <laughs> is very fun. Wow. So, so now, you know, so that was, your, I was, about, oh God, I wanted to ask at the beginning of the episode, what do you know about Bruce Banner? Had you heard the name Bruce Banner before? Uh, I, the only time I'd ever heard of the name Bruce Banner was at a dispensary that looked like a Mac store in Boston. <laughs> okay. So they're chasing him down. Okay. And then, yeah. then, then all of a sudden we're in Guatemala. Yes. Uh, so well, he's, he sends the team to, to capture them. Banner transformed into the Hulk and defeats Blonsky's team. So uh, we get our first look at the Hulk. It's pretty shadowed. The, you know, you don't really get to see him. He he kind of he shows his face angry and stuff at the end. But uh, really, you just see a show of force, like giant things just being tossed around. People going flying after getting smacked. So uh, that's your intro to the Hulk. And then, yeah, he runs he he runs and he wakes up in guatemala uh with his with, and then he buys himself some stretchy pants yeah the, can we talk about how problematic that scene is though that please yeah was pretty cringy I, he, like, yeah I, yeah if you're uh if you haven't seen the movie or if you haven't seen it in a while i'll just reiterate that uh there's a marketplace scene where uh bruce banner is finding he needs to go buy some stretchy pants because he you know balloons up in size and he uh finds this purple pair of pants and like measures them for size on a, a woman behind him yeah and it was just like whoa like i was cringing Ex more at yeah. the misogyny of iron man but this is kind of a uh i don't want to say fat phobic but it was you know it was it was, it was a, a very cringy 2008 kind of humor kind of like, like you, know, you know who's like the whole this fucking fat lady. Uh, yeah. You know, like, ugh, no, not yeah. entirely. Um, I hated that. that. Also, I'll say a little problematic about that scene. He's just like kind of homeless and struggling and like laying against a pole and like a kid drops a couple coins in his hand. Right. And he buys a pair of pants and finds his way back to America. Like, yeah, it's, it's the that's all easiest you need. thing. That's all you need is just a couple of coins from a child. It's really wherewithal uh, with yes. these homeless folks. Uh, it's just a sense of if you just, you gotta work hard, you gotta want it. <laughs> Jeez. It's really no. It wasn't a great. It's yeah, not the that best. was a, it. Was an interesting scene and kind of felt like both a, a place for this ill joke that I didn't like, but also like move the plot forward moment. I mean, I think that you could have even like made it, you could have just, he's a genius. He's like a, he's like a mega genius. He's like a yeah. mega genius. You could have had him smart his way, you know, out yeah. of this instead of just like, you know what? I'm going to pull myself up by my bootstraps as I'm homeless and hungry. In yeah. Or Guatemala. had like a nice little, uh, montage where he's like sewing his suit together or something like the Grinch another yeah. green giant <laughs> yeah you know the if, there will be more and more comparisons to the Grinch yes. I'm sure um cool uh so moving along uh, after Ross explains how uh Banner became the Hulk to Blonsky Blonsky agrees to be injected with a small amount of a similar serum which gives him enhanced speed strength agility and healing and begins to deform his skeleton and impairs his judgment. Honestly, so, me yeah. getting the second dose of the vaccine. <laughs> oh man, it destroyed me. Yeah, it knocked me out. It was bad. I, I felt like uh, old Blonsky here, uh, mm -hmm. and then I felt super strong and like yeah, I that's run really it's, fast. It's the Hulk juice. It's, it's the, the Hulk juice. The super soldier serum. The super soldier for serum. For <laughs> it's a super soldier serum. For anyone who's hesitant about getting the vaccine, my God, you guys, uh, it might turn you into the Hulk. So if that's a Off reason cough. not to or a reason to, um, go nuts. Please get vaccinated. Um, please, please do that. If you're for real. Uh, anyways. This um, is not directed at a specific family member that I have who might be <laughs> listening to this. Okay, moving on. Uh, Banner returns to Culver University and reunites with 
Betty. Uh, that's that's a really they really are speeding past this because we are we blew right by my favorite character in the movie, who is the Italian man who runs the pizza shop. Mr. Pink. Mr. Pink. Yeah. Bernie Sanders is Bernie who I think of in my mind <laughs> with that. It was just such like a small little, I don't know. I like when movies do this, when they're just like, here's this tiny character. He loves the character. He's going to help him out. They did it in the movie Birds of Prey. There was like a guy who ran a, a, a like a Chinese food shop who was like super nice. And I think cool. of, uh, I think of this guy, I often watch movies and see who the uh, the linchpin of the whole thing is. And and if you remove the linchpin, the whole thing comes crumbling down, right? Like the, the moment of which you cannot return. And this is that guy. He's the linchpin of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Given this, given uh, Eddie here a place to stay, a good a good job. I don't know. Is he delivering he pizza? The, oh, yeah, he's delivering pizza because Lou Ferrigno's in there. Yeah, they, they there is a Lou Ferrigno cameo. I'm surprised you know Lou Ferrigno because he's he's known for playing the Hulk on, on television. Like, that was his thing. I don't know how I know him, but I kind of just <laughs> <laughs> loop him in with, like, the tough guys who are cracking their knuckles are going to oh, give you a knuckle sandwich. Did you watch a lot of, like, VH1 in, in, in like, the 2000s? I feel like he was, a, he was, like, on one of those, like, celebrity... Maybe it might have been celebrity rehab. Uh, oh, God. But... <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, he's this—he's the security guard that 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 uh, Bruce Banner has to get by to go up to the to the lab or whatever. And I was like, I've seen this guy before. He gives him a pizza. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, I'd seen this guy before, and then and then I did end up. uh, I looked him up because I recognized his name on the credits too. Um, and I was like, oh, so yeah, so he's got a little cameo cameo here, cinematic universe cameo because of the whole. Yeah. I thought it was nice, and I'm pretty sure, I'm not 100% on this little fun fact, but I'm pretty sure he did the voice for the Hulk in okay. this movie. Like, they, like when the Hulk... Oh, my word. <laughs> like, when the Hulk goes, like, rawr and stuff. Like, they... Obviously, there's enhancement going on uh, with the... Do you, does he do dog voices, too? Do you he think? does do dog voices. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is Lou Ferrigno in your home right now? Yeah, that's check him. Your, check your windows, everybody, because Lou Ferrigno might be outside trying to get in. Lou so, yeah, Ferrigno. Lou Ferrigno got a cameo in the movie. I thought that was really nice and cool and a fun little, uh, hey, you were the Hulk. Now Edward Norton's the Hulk, and he won't be it again. But you were the Hulk. Here you go. Here's it, this pizza is, to trick you. There is a lot of cameo vibes in this universe so far it feels like yeah i i, I think that uh that that kind of well i say that it dwindles down i mean stan lee makes a cameo in every single movie so every yeah. single movie has a cameo in it but um yeah i don't know we'll see and then also oh this is a another little minor cameo is that when we're up at the lab with eddie norton the kid from Freaks and Geeks is eating a nice little piece of pizza as a yeah. good nerd, good little yeah. computer nerd. Good little computer uh, nerd. It's a yeah. There's it's it's it was fun. This is a this was a fun like little montage of him sneaking into the college right. and then yeah. s- staring at Betty, finding Betty, and just looking at her and following her and oh. And boy. she when she okay. I, I have a segment that I like to call women in Marvel movies. They give this woman a damn PhD. She's in the paper yep. with like enzyme kinetics behind her. I paused because I wanted to make sure that they got the, the equation right for the enzyme kinetics <laughs> when you reach the max velocity of how an enzyme works. And they got it right, I think. And <laughs> I think here's, here's the deal. They give her a damn PhD. She doesn't talk until two thirds of the way through the movie. And then she's all of a sudden happy to see Bruce gives him money after there's clearly been some a period of time and he's been like in love with her. She's not like, where have you been? And like then, yeah, so she there's it's nothing really wild. Like I, I was I, and maybe I just remembered it differently, but rewatching it, it was just like, what? Why don't why aren't you having a scene where you talk about the fact that he hulked out and ran away? And why are you still on his side? Like, I don't know. right. Is yeah. It just that so, your dad is that much of a dickhead. And then she's also dating Phil Dunphy from Modern mm-hmm. Family for like yes. two seconds. But she's also like this just plain piece of 
a printer paper in this whole movie. Oh, yeah. Like nothing phases her. But also, this woman's a damn scientist. Mm-hmm. She, you don't even need Dr. Pendanski in this movie. She's a scientist too. Yeah, you could have like, had her. Not, yeah. There's not even a point of giving her a PhD if you're not going to let her. Like, I understand. Like, was Marvel or was whoever trying to like, you know, have a good, strong, smart person in this movie as a female character? But like, then giving her truly nothing to work with and all the patience in the world. Yeah, I think that 2008 was, uh, like, it must be, it has to be recognized that this movie came out in 2008. And in 2008, the, the like, genuinely the landscape of movies the last 15 years even has shifted so much. Like, yeah. this was even pre-Hunger Games. Like, the Hunger Games, I remember reading a thing that the Hunger Games was the first film in like 60 years since like the sound of music to be the number one film at the box office for the year and have a woman in the lead. Wow. So, so that, I mean, that's Hollywood for you. I mean, so I don't even think that this was, Hollywood. that's fucking Hollywood. <laughs> I, I, I don't even think that this was a, we needed a strong, independent, yeah. you know, smart woman in this. I think it was genuinely like, Betty is in the comics and she's a scientist and she will be as useless as when she was written in 1960. Yeah. Um, It was, yeah, it was rough. I was like, oh, this won't be as bad as Iron Man. And it wasn't, but it was like, Pepper Potts at least gets to do something and it isn't just around she literally, her existence in this movie is to be there at the critical moment, almost getting hurt so that yeah. the Hulk can be nice or the Hulk can like do the right thing. Right. And blech, you know? Yeah. Boring. No character arc. And it's Liv Tyler. So it's just, she's, she's she, I know her from Lord of the Rings. So it's just like that breathy, breathy, like elfish. Yeah. What do I know her from? Oh, that thing you do that doing that oh, thing oh you God. do that thing you do great movie. <laughs> and Can also, we watch that instead of the yeah <laughs> i also know her as mick jagger's daughter <laughs> famously. famously famously liv tyler liv jagger tyler um, arrow smith's daughter arrows aerosmith's daughter all of them all yeah. all of the aerosmith guys all it's of just one daughter. guy named arrow last name smith why is her name not smith <laughs> smith live tyler smith the what do we got here he goes back to culver uh he's attacked a second time by ross and blonsky's forces tipped off by betty's suspicious boyfriend leonard sampson aka phil dumphy causing banner again to transform into the hulk when he sees her get tackled like he was he was doing good he was in a good spot he was like covering his mouth they were gassing him and he looks out the window and sees her get tackled and he's just like hulk (laughs) i must the hulk steve Uh, hulk (laughs) steve hulk (laughs) the ensuing battle outside the university proves futile for ross's forces and they retreat though blonsky whose sanity is faltering attacks and mocks the hulk the Hulk severely injures Blonsky. That scene where he just kicks him and he pancakes against a tree. Oh, that was brutal. I was, was I did brutal. not remember that part. I did not remember the crack noise that came from that. Um, yeah. Um, this is probably a good time for uh, a segment I like to call, call the ending, where uh, I pause the movie halfway through and try and predict the ending. So I, I did that um, for this one. And, Blonsky gets the Hulk juice, but the general secretly also gets the Hulk juice and turns into like a super bad man Hulk. And there's a showdown between good Hulk, Tim Horton, t- good Hulk, Ed Norton. Tim Horton, Tim and- Horton. Keep saying it. Keep saying it, please. <laughs> and uh, bad Hulk, Christopher Plummer. And I understand that Christopher Plummer <laughs> is not the name of that actor, but in my memory, that's the general. So it's Old like a showdown. Guy. William between- Hurt. Yes. Showdown between bad, bad Hulk, good Hulk. Mm-hmm. And in hindsight, you weren't far off, you know. Far you just off. you just picked the wrong guy. I you think you were guy. I think you were a little uh colored by old white guy in who has the same powers as the protagonist right. from the last movie. Uh and now we get kind of middle-aged white guy right. with the same powers as yes. the protagonist. 
So literally like the same plot line showdown yes. at the ending of good version of this superhero <laughs> and evil version of this superhero, which also reminded me of Jim Carrey's The Mask, okay. which I don't know if you've seen it, but when he puts yeah. on the mask, his like innermost wants comes forward. So he becomes mm -hmm. this goofy, doofy dude. But then when the bad guy gets it, he becomes like this like greaseball money ladies kind of Disgusting, like, like yeah. the, and it, the wrinkled forehead and all that stuff. So, yeah. so we love to see good good version of thing versus bad version of the same <laughs> and, thing. And boy, oh boy, I bet you can't wait for me to tell you that this is not the last time that this is going to happen. Um, okay. okay, noted. It really is, it really is, you know, it takes a minute for the Marvel heroes to get some villains that aren't like, oh, I used your tech, but different. Right. Uh, <laughs> the best part of this entire movie mm -hmm. is, is this. When the Hulk says to Liv Tyler, Betty. <laughs> that is the best movie. That's the best part of this movie. The worst part is when one of those uh, feds shoots the dog. That is by far. I almost oh, stopped God, watching. Yeah. That was rough. Oh, yeah. I should. I gotta. That, I don't think they kill any more animals in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Okay, uh, not that blatantly, but oh, yeah. I was not. Because I didn't remember either. And that I was, was like, bad. oh, he has a dog in Brazil. That's not. Yeah. Pow. Just fucking. No. And Hated they played it. that same sound effect that they play every time they kill any dog. Yes. Where it's just like, no! Yeah. When it's yeah. like, you shot the dog in the head. It wouldn't make that noise. It would, it would just, you don't need that. Hate As it. my dog peers up. Oh. <laughs> um, okay. Betty. Betty. <laughs> Betty. The, I, I laughed out loud. I paused. I had to go back. It was great. <laughs> Uh, so the Hulk severely injures Blonsky and flees with Betty after the Hulk reverts to Banner. He and Betty go on the run and Banner contacts Mr. Blue who urges them to meet him in New York City. Mr. Blue is actually cellular biologist Dr. Samuel Stearns who tells Banner he has developed a possible antidote to Banner's condition. After the successful test, he warns Banner that the antidote may only reverse each transformation. Stearns reveals he has synthesized Banner's blood samples which Banner sent from Brazil into a large supply and uh, to apply its limitless potential to medicine. Fearful of the Hulk's power falling into the military's hands, Banner wishes to destroy the blood supply. So this is, I think, a weird thing that they do in movies sometimes where they're just like, oh, here's another problem, like, a, like an additional problem that's not really gonna factor in at all again ever, other than to just be like, okay, well, I can get we can now have our villain Hulk, but it's a it's like a, a thin, not as a weak C plot. Weak C plot ever really get resolved? Not at all. Uh, but we do we do get uh, Tim Blake Nelson, uh, uh, Mister Pan, Buster Dance. Scruggs, baby, Buster Scruggs. Uh, what else? Uh, the Mirror Guy from Watchmen, the TV show. Uh, yeah, big fan I'm, of this actor. I, I have Love no this actor. idea. Okay, yes, but no, yes to the actor, no to the Watchmen show, because I okay. don't know. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> you don't need to know everything. You know, okay. it's also best that, it's frankly best that you don't know anything about this stuff. That's what okay, makes great. it a, a fun podcast, I hope. Um, so he's like this, this bumbling scientist that like, oh, we, so we, good. we really want to respect him because of how much he really means to Bruce Banner and like what what he is able potentially to do to kind of solve and, and resolve uh, this issue that Bruce Banner has. But he's like a bumbling butthead. Yeah, he's just got loose food around. Like it's, yeah. it's, it's really like not a, and it's just in some apartment. Like, right. <laughs> like that's the, the best part about it is it's in like yeah. this kind of squeeze in New York City apartment. Yeah. But he's just he's, like, oh, I got all these vials and all this technology that just, we got vials. I got vials on vials on vials. You drink it, you become the Hulk. You are two for a dollar. He's if just, uh, if this if Liv Tyler is a piece of printer paper, just a blank piece <laughs> of printer paper, this guy, this scientist is like those like greasy brown napkins from the pizza place. Technically better than the, I'll take it over the piece of paper, frankly, but. Yeah. Yeah, ah, it's my fingers.
Uh, Recovered Blonsky joins Ross's forces for a third attempt to take Banner into custody. At what point do you quit? You know? Yeah. But and especially the charm. you're going to New York City. Like, yeah. if this guy has no thought on collateral damage whatsoever. Right. Uh, oh, uh, in the, um, mm, 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 I have something to say. Go ahead. In the, credit, yeah. in the credits, they thank Sesame Street. So here I yeah. am being, okay, so this entire New York scene is just on the Sesame Street. Mm hmm. Studio, studio sound screen, and was here I am there, being like, was there like a brief Sesame Street like on the TV at oh, one point or something? Maybe. Like that's what I, I assume it was, but I never, I didn't see it. It's just very funny that they thought that they thanked the Sesame Street workshop. I mean, it very well could be on TV. Maybe that's. Oh, you know what? That's probably what he was watching in Brazil when it was yeah. like. Okay, but in my oh, mind, yeah, no, he was. There was he was trying to learn Portuguese, and it was like yes. Rover. Yes, that's what it was. But in my mind, I would prefer if this uh, showdown at the end was on the set of Sesame Street. You just get Oscar the Grouch pops up. Hey, can you quiet down? Yeah, that's a pretty good Oscar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was good. All of everyone on Sesame Street has gamma poisoning. It's yeah, that's why. <laughs> Big Bird. That's Big the Bird. They were all people. They the were all people. Story of Sesame Street. Okay, Oscar the Grouch also, also was a little green, little green man. We got See? a lot of green mans coming up. A lot of green okay. mans coming up. Too many green right. mans. If you had, if you had a, if you had a kill fuck Mary between the Jolly Green Giant, the Grinch, Shrek, Frankenstein, the Wicked Witch of the West. Okay, I'm so sorry. Oscar the Grouch. How is this going to be? Hulk. <laughs> You're giving me three choices. Okay, I'll fuck all of them. Is that okay? Great. Is that a great answer? <laughs> great. Alphabon from Wicked. Kill the, I'll kill the Hulk. I think I'd kill okay. the Hulk. Just so I could say I killed the Hulk. That'd be, oh, that'd be pretty cool. Uh, Recover Abomination. <laughs> a Recover Blonsky joins Ross, Ross's first for the third attempt. They succeed, and Banner and Betty. I like how I, we just went on a diatribe about, like, why what, why try a third time? But they succeeded. So. Yeah. Banner yeah. and Betty are taken away in a helicopter. Blonsky skates behind an order Sterns to inject him with Banner's blood as he covets the Hulk's power. The experiment mutates Blonsky into the Abomination, a creature with size and strength surpassing that of the Hulk. He attacks like Sterns, who gets some of Banner's blood in a cut in his forehead, causing him to begin mutating as well. Uh, that also doesn't get resolved, yeah, I realize. nothing there. That was, like, that is... Like, I don't know. What, what were they thinking? What were they trying to do? I don't They at least spent know. some CGI trying to make his face transform. And then yeah. I was like, okay, so, all right. So uh, he's going to save the day. Nope. Nope. He's not this. even, not even a little bit. Uh, the abomination rampages through Harlem. Uh, thoughts on the abomination? Thoughts on. He looks, um, he looks like a, uh, like a, um, have you seen the Super Mario's Brothers movie? Yeah. <laughs> With the, uh, John Leguizamo and uh, the guy from Who Framed Roger Rabbit. He he looks like their version of Bowser. <laughs> no, he looks like the um the King King Koopa. Oh, Goom yeah, King Koopa. Goomba, the Goomba. Yeah, yeah the he Goomba, looks exactly yeah. like that. Yep. Yeah, except bigger and and grosser. Like a testosterone filled. Yeah. Doof. So this was, you know, how do you think the CGI held up in this? Yeah, it was not too bad. Also, if you if you are hearing these deep breaths, yeah, they are just, coming from There's dogs. two dogs. What you're not seeing so, is two dogs just breathing happily. Heavily. Heavily um, and happily. Yeah, I, I did think that the last the last scene was pretty cool. It did kind of suck though, also. Yeah, like it was 100%. just like the abomination is just like, I wanna keep hurting. Like, I need more. I want to fight you more. Just like a loose plot for him to stand on. That yeah. his whole thing is just like that he wants to fight. That just feels flimsy. Yeah. I mean, it really is a plot device where they're like, oh, he's losing his mind. Yeah. So that's also what, hap what happened. He lost his mind. So you can hide behind that of just like, oh, well, he lost his mind. So what he's doing doesn't make sense. Yeah. It's like, no, it just doesn't make sense, man. Like... <laughs> Just like it wasn't, yeah. There was just like not a lot there for. I didn't understand why he was such a bad guy, but I also didn't understand why I was rooting for Bruce Banner either because there's not a lot of redeeming yeah. qualities there. I mean, he's like the good guy because he doesn't get mad. Uh, but like, he's at... just trying to not be the Hulk. Like his right. whole plot is like, I don't need, I can't be the Hulk, can't be the Hulk, don't want to be the Hulk. 
It's awful. And it is, it is. He turns into a raging monster and just blows up a bunch of crap and causes a lot of destruction and pain and death. You don't want that. That's noble to want to not have that. I don't know if you know about the um, Pixar universe or the Disney universe, uh, Uh but this is the same plotline as Frozen. Elsa can't control her powers and it's horrible and it causes destruction. You know, they did say that they were inspired by the Hulk when they made Frozen. Just let it go. Just let it go. If Bruce Banner would have just had a, had a big singing moment. He needs, he needs a little, oh my gosh. He needs a little snowman sidekick. Okay, so realizing that the Hulk is the only one who can stop the abomination, which that's, I mean, what? (laughs) It really is, the plan is like, all right, big monster, we need other big monster. It's just, it's very, I mean, that's what comic books were. It's just, who can beat the Hulk? Another Hulk. Uh, So Banner convinces Ross to release him. He jumps from Ross's helicopter and transforms after hitting the ground. Funny little thing of him just crashing into the earth and you being like, all right, well, game over. And then roll the credits. Yeah. Roll credits. Please roll credits after that. That would have been so good. Um, After a battle throughout Harlem, the Hulk defeats the abomination by nearly strangling him to death with a chain, but spares his life upon hearing Betty's plea and leaves the abomination for Ross and his forces to arrest. After having a peaceful moment with Betty, the Hulk flees New York. Um, Betty. Betty. (laughs) But it was, I mean, it. Uh, it's one of those things where I like when an action movie, the way that you beat the bad guy is by, you know, outsmarting the bad guy yeah. or by using something that was teased earlier. Right. In this one, it's just Betty is, is in danger and he yells Hulk smash punches the ground yeah. and then like and then like chains him like yeah whoa were we all like it was very like oh we're all waiting to hear his catchphrase that's what yeah. gives him his power no hulk smash hulk also smash. my drag name hulk smash is your drag name thunderbolt the yeah. uh, thaddeus <laughs> ross please welcome to the stage thaddeus thunderbolt ross and the abomination <laughs> <laughs> RuPaul could never could never um but it was I thought it was I think this was kind of a lazy I don't want to call it lazy but it wasn't Edward Norton did not like the script to this movie and didn't like that he would have to like be okay with kind of a shitty script if he was going to keep making these which is why he decided to no longer make these movies Um, this movie was boring I thought it was pretty boring. I was I would probably say that this is on the lower echelon of these movies. Iron Man is definitely the better movie. It it definitely chugs along better and you care about the characters a little bit more. I also thought so my are we ready to talk about final thoughts on this yeah. movie? Yeah. Okay. Well, well there is one thing it is the last scene the post credits or whatever a month later Banners in Bella Coola, British Columbia. Instead of suppressing his transformation, he begins to transform in a controlled manner with a slight smirk. So that was the big, mm, ooh, green eyes. Uh, and then post credit. I don't know if it was this post credits or whether it was just at the end. I think uh, uh, Thunderbolt Ross is at a local bar and he is approached by Tony Stark, who informs him that a team is being put together. Uh, Teasing the Avengers, teasing getting Hulk involved in the Avengers uh, initiative. Uh, but yeah, uh, so we can get to final thoughts here. The, yeah, this movie, what, what did we think about The Incredible Hulk starring Edward Norton? I thought this movie was was pretty boring. Didn't have, uh, didn't have a B or C plot that was like worth keeping. It could no. have just been this one kind of 20 minute, you know, Pixar short film about mm-hmm. the Hulk. Uh, uh, what else? Um, this also this movie was definitely not as fun as Iron Man. Like it really wasn't no. like charming. And Iron Man, I hate to say it, is like very charming compared to this movie with its like uh, quips and little. I mean, like yeah, it's hard to watch a lot of that. But but um, this movie was very flat. Didn't have uh, wasn't nearly as funny. Wasn't nearly as like emotionally 
uh, it wasn't it didn't have any emotional depth. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there's some people on Reddit on the Marvel comic uh, Reddit page that are like, fight me if you think that this isn't the best Marvel cinematic movie. <laughs> and I'm like, I will. I, I will I'll fight, fight you. you. I'll this fight movie you. was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not it's not good. It's not great. I don't think Edward Norton really works as the Hulk or Bruce Banner. Um, yeah, and I don't think the characterization, like like you said, there's no comic relief at right. all. And it's a comic book. Like, there should be some kind of funny going on. But the funny was like, you're not going to like me when I'm hungry. Yeah. Or like, hey, that's Lou Ferrigna. There, were, there was no, like, yeah. character with jokes or, yeah. or that could kind of lighten how heavy everything was. Like, he's killing people on accident. He's causing a lot of destruction. His life is in shambles. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. I, yeah, I really don't care. So I'm with you there. This rewatch was rough and I kind of yeah. didn't want to finish it in a lot of ways because I was like, I mean, I know how this ends. Do I need to watch it? Yeah. Oh, so sorry for it... making you. <laughs> no, no, no. I, uh, I, I, this does make me more excited to watch the next one because I, it, it's kind of, it seems to be the one that everyone agrees is not the greatest. Uh, this is an anomaly. This is an yeah. anomaly. Yeah. So I'm glad we got it out of the way. Yeah. If I thank you for asking me about what I would do today in, in casting this movie um, with no ties to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, it would be um, Lou Ferrigna is not his name. Jason Momoa. I would have Jason Momoa as the Hulk. But just not just paint him green. You don't yeah. even need to like CGI. He's yeah, just big, straight big enough. Me, me, yeah. And it's also maybe just like maybe connected to the Dothraki of Game of Thrones. Okay. And yeah. uh maybe Jeff Bezos is in the, the, the abomination that you've gotta fight. <laughs> I don't know. But thank it's you for not, asking no. me. He does kind of look like the abomination. He's bald and he's he's got that kind of hunchiness to him. Yeah. The, I mean, he... either that or Rudy Giuliani is the abomination. Oh my god. I would I would I would fund a movie yeah. in which Rudy Giuliani was the abomination. And has to fight um, someone on the, the roofs of the roofs of Brooklyn. The roofs of Brooklyn. And it's Julie. just and it's just him <laughs> going on a tear. <laughs> Giuliani ruined this town. <laughs> Giuliani will ruin it again. And he's just ripping off roofs. Just... Yeah. Jason Momoa is <laughs> this summer. The Hulk. Uh, great. So I guess a uh, little uh, facts about the movie. Uh, like a, we, we kind of got it out of the way, but Edward Norton did not like this this film and did not want to do it again. And um, I didn't like Edward Norton and would yeah. not watch this movie again. So there. Uh, uh, of a potential sequel, Norton said, quote, the whole thing was to envision it in multiple parts. We left out a lot on purpose. The Incredible Hulk is definitely intended as chapter one. Uh, that being said, they didn't make another one uh, and Edward Norton didn't want to do it again. He mentioned, yeah. I did watch, I remember watching the roast of the Comedy Central roast of Bruce Willis, oh. which Edward Norton is one of the, is on the dais and he does like a little set and he talks about how in the grander style, he's talking about how he could never be like Bruce Willis, big action star because he wants a better script. He was just like, Ooh. I did that Incredible Hulk movie and I, you know, I didn't, I didn't like doing that because I demanded a better script, but not Bruce Willis. Uh, yeah, that's like of... your, uh, that's like your high school theater director being like, the lighting is a metaphor for, yeah. you know, post-World War II, like American subculture home, suburban home. And then everyone was like, no, but it sucked. And then he's like, no, yeah. I'm an artist. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Exactly. That's a, that's a long shot, but it, I mean, that's what the, I got in my head from it's the vibe. Eddie, from Tim Horton being a little bitch. Tim Horton, Horton is pretty uh, well known for being like a very pretentious sort of actor. Um, uh, not not the nicest guy on set, from what I hear. But um, yeah, uh, the character Samuel Stearns, played by Tim Blake Nelson, was introduced to set him up as a villain in a possible future film where he would Ooh. become... A, a comic book character called the leader which i guess is i'm not gonna click on that <laughs> uh ty burrell wants to portray the superpower doc samson faithfully to the comics wait what 
Oh, this is, they do not edit these Wikipedia pages. It says <laughs> he's signed on to reprise the role. Yeah, what, in October 2008? Yeah. Uh, there was talks for a sequel, but they, Marvel scrapped it. Uh, Tim Roth is going to come back. Uh, he is set to be in the upcoming Marvel film Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. And he will also be in the new Disney Plus show, She-Hulk. Uh, which follows wow. the adventures of a female version of the Hulk, uh, played by Tatiana Maslany from, not Black Mirror, Orphan Black. Um, quick question. Sure. Is does does this guy reprise his role as the Abomination? He will be reprising okay. his role as the Abomination. Um, wow, She Hulk yeah. really they they really didn't put a lot of. <laughs> No, no. Punny effort into that one. But it is a it is a great character. She's like a lawyer who is like six seven and hulked out, but not like didn't lose intelligence. Like yeah, is okay. still cool. like cognizant and is a lawyer. And so the, the so show she that just becomes making, she just becomes like a like a shark like, in the law in the, my in the client, court. She's 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 seven huge. feet tall, huge. Just my client deserves objection. <laughs> objection. You're like okay, please, yes. How do you lose a case if you're the She Hulk? That's my question. And we'll learn Lying. that Lying next under year. oath. <laughs> the Constitution. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, do you have any other questions? I guess moving forward, um, you won't. You really won't have to think about this movie at at fucking all again uh, okay. with regard to anything moving forward in the future. Uh, you will see Thaddeus Thunderbolt Ross. Uh, yes, Queen. Future films. Uh, he does show up. He was just in Black Widow. I, I saw the movie Black Widow recently, and he was okay. in that. Um, What's next? What's my next movie? So the next film, next week's uh, drop, we are not getting a new character, but we are instead getting the sequel to Iron Man. We'll be watching Iron Man 2. So... Uh, old habits die young. Old habits, Tony Stark. Um... <laughs> So yeah, uh, and, and Iron Man two starting to, uh, with the return of Robert Downey Jr.'s Tony Stark. <laughs> the return of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi. Uh, <laughs> uh, Tony Stark returns. Uh, uh, Terrence Howard ca- character is recast, and Love Don Terry. Cheadle. Uh, Don Cheadle will be making his debut in the next film. Sam Rockwell is in it. Oh, I uh, love Sam Rockwell. Okay, I have a story about Sam, Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell. Tell, okay, tell please, really yeah, please do. So I used to work at a um, a high end fitness uh, brand that will remain nameless, and we used to get a lot of celebrities. And we're supposed to treat celebrities like gold, but like every other person, like so whatever. So they said sure. if if a celebrity comes in and you can't handle yourself, go in the back room. And you know we would get like Linda Cardellini would come in, and I loved her, and you know a couple other celebrities, whatever. But Sam Rockwell was the one where I had to go into the back room <laughs> and like chill out because I was such a fan of Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell, he's a great actor. He's great. Uh, he's a he plays a weapons manufacturer in the next film. Uh, okay, so it'll be good. Looking like forward to one? it. Is it, um, is it? It's it's low on my list. It's pretty okay. low on my list. It does feel. I will say. Uh, this movie is pretty, feels pretty like linkish. It's the, it, I think that this movie was, they obviously had a plan to make like the Avengers and stuff like that at this time. But this is the first movie where they were like, we're making that, we got to tease that, we got to set some stuff up. So there is Great. a little bit of the limping uh, through that aspect instead of telling okay. a good story. But um, it is good. I haven't seen it in a long, long time. So it'll be good to revisit it. But yeah. Great. Cool. Thank you all for listening. Uh, thanks for watching the Hulk, Maisie. Sorry for watching the Hulk, Maisie. At Thank this you. point, no, genuinely at this point, I kind of feel like I could have said, don't want, we don't need to watch this one. Yeah. Because yeah. there really isn't anything you need to know much for the future. Um, yeah, I'm so glad I watched it though. Just to, just in, in this journey in becoming a well-versed nerd. <laughs> So thank you for walking me through that. And thank you for the listeners at home for keeping up with the Kardashians. So we will see you next week for Iron Man 2. This has been the Marvelous Miss Maisie. Bye-bye. 
The Marvelous Miss Maisie is a Unicow Media podcast. Music by Brian Parmalee, who you can follow on Instagram at Bodie underscore Foster. Cover art by Rachel Severance, who you can follow at Rachel Approves. Follow the podcast on Instagram at Marvelous Miss Maisie Pod. And if you like it, remember to subscribe wherever it is you get your podcasts. You can also follow Maisie on Instagram at O underscore my underscore laud 624 and Tim on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at HaHaTimBridge. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.